Hello and welcome to Thickcast. And today I have joined with me the lovely Jazz Jeffrey. Would you like to introduce yourself, Jazz? Oh God. Hey. <laughs> I never know how to introduce myself because I'm always on your side. So I'm just like, this is really strange. <laughs> um, well, you have to now. What do I say? Like, what do I even say? Honestly, this is so funny. I'm literally sitting here like, Dude. <laughs> what do I say it's like when you're back at school for the first day um so yeah my name is Jasmine Jeffrey um some of you might know me as the crazy dog lady uh owner of the podcast not just bikini girl and also the owner of compact as well cool and you can pee oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> I do that <laughs> I, I, I dabble occasionally um so yeah I competed my first ever show oh my god it was hilarious fit factor um I think that was 2016 um honestly hilarious I took my mum's like bikini from next and it had a little diamante thing it was a proper swimsuit that I actually wore on stage because I was that blind and naive to all um then did 2017 PCA um and then got first call outs, centre stage, and then didn't place. And then I was like, okay, this is when I had the idea for Compact. Then I took a whole year out to focus on the business that was developing at the time. Um, and then doing um, like off season, then did 2018, September, October sort of time. Did PCA, again, first call out, centre stage, didn't place. And I thought, you know what? PCA ain't my vibe. That's cool. Like you've got to try your first and just yeah. like, see what happens. YOLO just did two bros the week after I had to completely change my posing um and then I managed to get top three in my height class don't know how that happened that was hilarious um that was the first time I played so I was like absolutely ecstatic and then I decided to go for Miami Pro a few weeks later um and then I placed third again I think um and got the Miami Pro pro card or something um and then after that I took a massive amount of time I think it would have been three years geez yeah it would have been three years I took time out um and then came back last year and did a secret prep which can I say was like the best thing and I cannot tell if anyone listen to this do a secret prep it is the best way to prep hands down <laughs> it was stress-free no one knew what was going on like it was bloody brilliant um so yeah I then did like a massive like variety of shows I did NFM um Bikini and Diva and then I did FitX the day after and then a few weeks later about four weeks later I think I did NFM again um in the pro like rankings whatever then I did Battle of Bedford and then I finished it off um I can a couple of weeks later, two weeks after that show the Battle of Bedford weekend and I did Pure Elite so I've done like a massive variety and like 2018 it's interesting when we were talking actually because before this podcast because you were saying that I've done an experimental season like every single season it's for me has always been experimental um and I love it that way like I back in the day when I first got into competing it was actually even before I first ever stepped on stage it was still very much you can only do UKBFF you have to stay loyal you can't compete anywhere else blah 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 blah, blah. as whereas these days like people still do that but I personally don't see the reason why you would when there's so many different federations um and unless you're a pro like IFBB pro WBFF pro from my knowledge I don't know about the other federations but like yeah, PCA, sorry, you, if you get your pro card, if you'd already got like a GBO pro card, 
you could compete as a pro at NFM UK, but you couldn't compete as like an amateur for X, for example. Like you yeah. could do that. So yeah, so it's kind of at PCA, but not like it is with like two bros or WBFF. Yeah, I'd, I'm not too sure with Pure Elite because they, they have a pro league and I it's even though I've got my pro status at Pure Elite, I'm not in the pro league because um, I just weren't too sure. I'll be honest, I weren't too sure what it was. Um, yeah. And I think you have to sign a contract at that point. I thought, oh, do you know what? Like, being completely honest, I don't... With with the position, I didn't know where I would stand from a for me being a competitor, whereas I've got the face of compact. I don't really know where that line kind of blurs because yeah. compact is, for me, I see compact as a separate entity and compact as a separate entity can do whatever it wants. So that makes sense. So I just thought, oh, do you know what? I'll just kind of like, I'm actually chatting with Janine um, in a few weeks on my own podcast. I thought oh, I'll literally just, I'll just ask her there, um, yeah. which is quite interesting. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, that's why I wanted you on because you've done so many federations and I feel like there's a lot of people that come into the industry and they're like, I'm going to do PCA first timers and then I'm going to do PCA Southwest and I'm going to do PCA Wales. And I'm like, why don't you do any other federations? Like, I don't know about that. I'm like, no, go yeah. out do other federations. Um, yeah, some people do that with two bros. Like they'll do two bros. That's right. Some people do that with like two bros. They do like two bros first timers or two bros, whatever. Like some people will just stick to a certain federation and kind of like run its course, which is cool. Like if that's what you want. But I think sometimes I just don't see, for me personally, I don't see the, unless you're really like, I love this federation. That's it. Yeah. If you straight lucky first time, like well done. Um, but yeah, there's just like, for me, I didn't, place for ages <laughs> so it kind of encouraged me to keep trying and I think that's whenever I get, see someone backstage and they've not placed and they're disheartened the first thing I say to them is like try a different fed go again go again go again go again because my look isn't PCA no. 100% it is not a PCA look I'm too tall I haven't got enough mass um, and I haven't got the typical typical X frame. If you get me in a front post X frame, I look horrendous, right? So you're never going to see me there, never. Yeah. And that's not against PCA. It's just I don't fit their look, and that's <laughs> fine. Important to know because I feel very much the same. Like I feel PCA is quite a hard look, and I don't come in very hard. Like I'm quite soft. So again, I'm never going to do well with them. But that's cool because there's other federations that I do do well with. And I still enjoy competing with. So it's like you're trying to push yourself into something that you don't really fit into when really you could just go and do something else. Yeah. It's crazy. It's actually ridiculous how many federations there are these days. Like there's more federations than like supermarket brands. Like that's actually ridiculous how many there is. And you look at the calendar now, I'm like every single weekend there's like, I think there's a couple of weekends there's like six shows on one weekend. I'm like, because I went through the calendar and I wrote down all the shows on my like personal calendar. So then I'm very visual. I have to see things written down in pen and paper. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like doing all that. And I'm like, oh my God, like this is a potential show that one of my clients could do. But then this is also, and then so is that one and that one. And I'm like, oh my Christ, like this is mental now. If you really want to, you could, you could just keep going. You just do Andy Paul and just keep competing like all, yep. all season. A whole year. Your whole year. There's like one show that year he didn't do. 
I just remember like it was in June and then he came in September. I was like, mate, how the fuck are you still going? He's like, don't know, mate. Just, I just don't know. ask me. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm retiring though. This is my last year that I'm retiring. He's like, Holly, are we going to do the compact? I'm like, what? <laughs> he's, yeah, do the compact and then the finals this year. And I'm like, what, what happens to that retiring thing? Well, Quite loving. <laughs> is what was it like doing back to back shows? Because you literally went one show one day and then the next day you did another show. So, have you got any tips for people that are thinking of doing it? Because Don't do it. You, it, you literally went, Molly, I'm never doing this again. And then, like a couple of weeks later, you were like, Yeah, I'm doing this one this day, then this one the next day. And I was like, What? <laughs> I'm never doing this again. Tyson, you. Right. So, I did back to back in 2018. I did one weekend after another. So for me, that worked pretty fine. Um, it was just the only things that were a bit difficult was like the tan and stuff and kind of like hair removal, but it was all fine. Um, and it didn't really affect anything either. Like I found like the adherence side quite hard because usually you have a couple of days off, like like off after your shows relax, but as I couldn't, I had to go straight back in. So I found that as a kind of like a still relatively new compared to quite difficult. Um, but yeah, for this season, like I basically did, because what happened was FitzX and NFL were on the same day and I was thinking shit I'm gonna have to choose between these two people I don't really want to because I obviously like love them both and I love their federations um so when NFM was like oh I'm gonna change it to the 18th I was like perfect and I at this point I thought I've never tried it this it sounds to me the way I see my position as a competitor is like a guinea pig for everyone else that's the way I see it. I'm like, I, I'm happy to make all the mistakes under the sun because all these mistakes that I've made over my whole competing history has actually helped compact and helps other people. So I don't see my failures as failures. I'm just like, cool. That just means that someone else is going to learn from this and not make the same mistakes that I did. It's, it's you. And like, with you're not just a bikini girl as well. Like I feel I learned so much from that podcast on mistakes not to make. Um and you learn for yourself as well, don't you? But you learn, like, maybe I won't do this again. Or, that worked really well, so I'll do this again. Ruby, this is really not the time to be snorting and making weird noises. That's a pleasure, Zika. So, yeah, I did the back-to-back with FitX and uh, NFM. And to be honest, like, I remember I didn't really, like, I didn't expect to do, to what happened at NFM, I did not expect to happen. So I thought, oh, Joe, I'll buy that finish. wonderful photo of you. <laughs> oh my god don't that literally like that that haunts me that photo um yeah like that I didn't expect to do as well so I didn't expect to say to the end so initially I thought right we'll finish at like six seven we can go straight to Dartford it's gonna be about three hours but it'll be fine we we left at like half ten so I was like so tired obviously I'd like water manipulated and everything like that so like, I was like, shit, Joe, like, what the hell are we going to do? And I hadn't eaten all day. He's like, right, you're gonna, just going to eat something. Doesn't matter what it is at this point. It's such a, like, mad day, isn't it? Like, when I did it, I was like, you come off stage, you kind of got that morning of, like, you get your hair done and all that, and it's all lovely. And then all of a sudden, it's like, go, 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 go. And you, like, just don't come off stage. And I was exactly the same, like, rang four, and I was like, yeah, I've not eaten, and now I'm going over to this bit. And he was like, can you just get some fucking food in you? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> It's mad. I think I was on stage. I think both of us would would have been on stage the same amount of times that day. So maybe like six, seven, eight, which is a crazy amount of time to be on stage. So I was on. I got to the end. 
Yeah, I think so. So I got to the end of the night and I was like so tired. We didn't even get to Dartford. We, I booked a hotel. We didn't even get to Dartford because we were both that tired. So we ended up staying at a friend's house. We got there. We got in about one o'clock. And obviously the buzz of everything. I had so much caffeine that day. I slept. I had no sleep. And then Mother Nature hit in and I literally sat there and I thought, mm, oh, I don't know if I should do this tomorrow. I literally sat there and I thought, I don't know if I should do it. I thought, no, I've paid, whatever. Like, I'm just going to do it. I woke up and I was like, mm, Joe, this isn't good. And Joe's like, look, just don't eat. I was like, okay, that's fine. So I didn't eat. <laughs> so I kind of just, I already knew I wasn't going to be like what I, what I thought. Fit, you know, I can't, knowing because I've judged FitX that year, I thought, mm, I'm not too sure about this. Um, so yeah, didn't place at FitX and then placed really well at NFM so I placed first in bikini and diva and the amateur and then first and second in pro then third in the overall that in that show for NFM so I went from this massive high to this massive low but it's funny like I didn't feel like I wasn't upset it was really funny like when I came off like everyone was silent backstage and being weird I was like don't be weird this is fine I was like guys just bloody chill I came outside and like all the physique collective guys of oh, bless their hearts and Holly, they were all just like, you okay? I was like, no, I'm fine, mate. I was like, let's get some photos. And I knew, I knew Joe was going to be more cut up than me. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was funny. I kind of just weren't that, I was not case I weren't that bothered, but I wasn't surprised. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Cause like, I guess like when you've had all of that stress the night before, like you're not going to look as good as what you would like you would have done or could have done. Mm. Um, and I guess it is hard on you, like the pressure, because you judged with them. People seem to think like, oh, she'll do really well because she's a judge. And like, I think people think there's that politics in it when there's not. It's and not like, bad. <laughs> not. Like I'm more scared competing again with FedEx now knowing everyone that judges and things. Well, not everyone, but you know, knowing yeah. and stuff. Cause I'm like, I know exactly what they're looking for. Yeah. It was funny, like I dig, get a few comments um before and then after about like the whole judges and pressure and I was like guys I felt no pressure going into it and I didn't feel like I wasn't embarrassed or I just I just it's funny because for me like it really wasn't that deep big of a deal that I didn't place because I've all not I know what it's like not I know what it feels like not to place so it doesn't like it's not a new experience for me if that makes sense yeah um so yeah, the next like back-to-back one, again, was not planning to do it. But the reason why I wanted to try it again, this is what I do, right? If I fail at something, I'll try it again, but a different way. And then if it doesn't work that time, I'm like, okay, this is definitely not the thing. Yeah, I do that with everything in my life, right? I forgive someone and then if they break it again, I'm like, that's it, no. So it's like the same thing. So the reason why I did the NFM and the Battle of Bedford was the locations were so close to me. I was an hour, just, yeah, I was 15 minutes away from both locations. Yeah. So that was so much easier for me. Um, tanning would, it was so much easier, like the whole thing. And also NFM, because I turned, because I was in the pro division, I didn't have to like sign in until two in the afternoons. So I thought, perfect. I can literally lie in, in the morning. Yeah. I got a register at two, then my makeup's at four. So I'm like, this is just like so, so much easier. Yeah. Um, yeah I tried that um and then one battle of Bedford which was on the Saturday and then Sunday I was again I was I think I was either like fourth or fifth um in that pro diva and I had like 10 really good girls so again I was a bit gutted but I was again I didn't see it as a failure like do you know what I mean 
Yeah, the standard was really high in that show as well, though. Yeah, mad. It was cool because I had three. Yeah, I think they had three or four. They had four um, diva champions in that pro class that had won the yeah. diva class, the pro diva class before. So you know, when you've got that, it's not a bad. It's not bad. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No, you're like you all look so good. So it was such because I was watching it like. Joe was like streaming it and I was like, so I remember texting and be like, I'm just stalking your husband today. <laughs> and I, when I watched it, I was like, oh my God, it's so hard to call that because obviously you can't really see very well through Joe's phone anyway. Um, but yeah, it was so hard to call, but like you all look so good. Between- and the top five as well, like you had a mix, well, even top three, you had a mixture of like soft looks, more conditioned looks. Cause I was thinking, oh, was like, cause like they asked me to come in more conditioned, which I did. I definitely was more conditioned. Yeah. So it just shows that it's like with Diva, it isn't all about like the physique side, um, which is quite interesting. So yeah, it was good. And then obviously finished it with Pure Elite. I was really on the fence of Pure, like what to do on that. Because there was that weekend. I said to Joe, look, I know whatever I do, that weekend's the last show for me of the season, then I'll wrap it up. Mm-hmm. And I was stuck between two bros and Pure Elite. So with Pure Elite, deep down I've always loved WBFF look Mami Pro purely like the fitness fashion I've always loved it when I first got in the industry that was what I looked at all the time so I know I can do both I know I can do bodybuilding I know I can do the fitness fashion um and I kind of sat there and I thought the only I wouldn't for me at this point where I was and everything and long term where I see myself as a competitor I thought I don't see any gain of doing two bros yeah. Because I've done it already. I tan at their shows pretty much every single time. So there's not really, I'm not going to get anything more out of that. And I'm not that bothered about my pro card. So yeah. if I was, it's annoying actually, if there was a show between the two back-to-backs I did, I was actually really conditioned yeah. in between the two shows. I probably would have put myself in and gone, yeah, I'll just give it a go. But timing-wise, I thought I'm getting to the end. I'm, I'm definitely losing a bit of like energy. time, don't you? Yeah, so I just thought, you know what? I'm just going to give Pure Elite a go. It's always been one that I've looked at. Um, and it's funny, I did a poll on my personal being like, two bros or purely, which one do you think I'm doing? And it, pretty much everyone was like, oh, two bros, two bros. And I thought the reason why everyone's saying that is because like, I guess like the two bros has kind of got like the hype and stuff, which, you know, which is warranted. But I just, it literally just showed up for nah, even that's not swaying me. Because everyone's like, oh, do two bros, I'm doing it. I'm like, that's not swaying me. Like nothing was yeah. swaying me. So, so yeah. I think you've made the right decision for you, didn't you? Yeah, 100%. I had the best time. Pure Loot was wicked. Well as well. But it's something a bit different, isn't it? Yeah, it was good. Like I've always, always heard good things about Pure Always like, been following their Instagram so I thought you know what I'm just gonna give this a go like I really want to give it a go I've never done it before and ultimately I see myself going down more the fitness fashion route especially with like WBFF and stuff so I thought well isn't this a good tester like if I can do purely and do half well then I've obviously got hopefully a good chance of doing other things so exactly that's cool so do you have any tips for people that are thinking maybe I might do two shows in one weekend give it a go that sounds I even it sounds mad because I've done it twice and it's not worse but it's so oh what's that word that Joe says it's really smart bio into oh what's that word individual you know what I'm trying to say 
Helen Peebles, for example. Yeah. She's done back to back before. She did PCA in Newcastle. And then she yeah. traveled down to Newport, Wales the next day. She smashed both those shows out of the park. So her physique, it, it works well. Yeah. My physique, it doesn't. So I still say try it. Yeah, it just depends on the person, doesn't it? I guess. And also, like, if you've got like a driver, because like I drove myself to all of my shows and I do not think I could have finished my show and then driven to another part of the country. Because mm. I, been- I think as well, like I sh- the first uh, back-to-back one, I water-loaded the first show and then the um, second back-to-back ones I did, I didn't water-load and I actually enjoyed not water-loading and I looked better for not water-loading. Like water-loading. Yeah, so I respond well to it. So we did actually, I lie, we did it at Purely and it worked brilliant because it was the only show I was doing. Um, but yeah, I think if I was ever going to do it again, which I wouldn't, um, I just wouldn't do the water loading for me because when you swing one way, you swing the other way just as hard. Yeah. So what made you decide to do your secret prep? Um, so let's go back. We got COVID um, at the first FitX Leeds judging that was brilliant so end of may i was i got covid and i was like really bad with it i know people have had like a the the more like subtle strain whatever but christ i had it hard um was bed bound for like a good four weeks couldn't work like luckily i had everyone else around me doing stuff but i didn't actually tell anyone i had covid for like a few weeks um so i was literally sitting there i was like so run down really just like long covid exhausted blah 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 um and i was actually trying to start in a diet beginning of may <laughs> and i got covid i thought oh for god's sake and i just said to joe i'm not following the diet i'm literally gonna i need to effort for eat fuel recover eat fuel recover smell go as well so my taste didn't go but my smell did okay which is really weird um so i was it's really funny i in the morning i'd wake up and i'd like going to uber i'm like right what do i what am i having i go it gets costa i'd order costa i get like a um a large hot chocolate I'd get a toasty i get a brownie i'm like right breakfast sorted lunch i get a subway but like the subway meal it's like a subway yeah. cookie crisp the whole shebang then dinner right what am i having for dinner okay i'm gonna have a wagamama's so i was like full-on hammering this food i just thought i literally i was so hungry I just thought, I'm literally just going to eat. I need to recover. I need to get better. I lost, like, how much did I lose? I think I lost, like, 10 pounds by getting COVID. And I was eating all this food. And it obviously just shows my body was, like, going through it like crazy. Yeah. So I got to this point, I thought, right, I'm kind of, I've lost. And I'm not saying this is healthy, but I thought, I've lost this weight. And I thought, right, let's get back. In, let's try and just get back in the gym. I couldn't lift anything. No, I was weak. So, so mildly. And I still couldn't lift anything. I was like, what the hell? Mm, it was awful like I couldn't even do so we've got a hat squat and I had no weight on it had all the bands on I couldn't even do that and I remember like saying to Joe I was like right there is no point me going into a pushing up weight right now I said this off season it's no point because I can't lift anything I said the only reasonable thing I've got yeah I've got the message still I was like look this sounds crazy Joe but I think the only thing that's going to get me out of this mentally and physical like it felt like turmoil. I didn't feel in a good place. I said, the only thing I can think about is doing a show. And that's, I feel like I need something to focus on. It's no point 
going into an off season. I thought Joe was going to turn around and say, hell no. He came, he went, turned around to me, went, yeah, go on then. I was like, oh, okay. So then I started doing this like secret prep and it's like, I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, am I actually going to do this? So I had planned for like August or September. Um, at this point in my head, I planned it, but I thought if I, I could, I, but the cool thing is because it was secret, if I ever wanted to pull out, I could pull out. Yeah. And no, no. Yeah. At this point, Joe was your coach then. Yeah. Joe was already coaching you at this point. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. so, um, yeah, I did a fit expo. Pretty like at that point, I was looking very lean at the upper body, and I thought, oh, everyone's gonna start to notice. <laughs> and a couple of people were like, You look lean. I'm like, oh, I'm doing photo shoots. I just kept telling everyone it was a photo shoot prep. They're like, oh, okay, that's fine. Um, even the people that I like worked for me. The girls didn't even clock. That was two weeks out. And I was on the meeting. I thought, screw it, I'm going to tell them. They're like, what? And I thought, the why another reason why I wanted to do a secret prep is because I wanted to force myself to act as normal as possible with work, with family, with friends, with everything. I wanted everything to keep running normal. And I think sometimes when you tell everyone prep, prep just becomes like the thing. And it's like, oh, everything's prep. And I thought, no, if I tell no one that I'm doing this prep, I've got like a no excuse to keep doing what I'm doing, if that makes sense. So, um, yeah, it was brilliant. And it was so funny when I walked up to an NFM and I had my bronzy on. They're like, Chaz, what are you doing? I was like, oh, I'm just getting a tan. And Suki's sitting there laughing. He's like, she's she's competing tomorrow. And everyone's like, what? Mama? So it was hilarious seeing everyone's reaction. Um, but it was honestly the best thing. And it really, for me, I really needed to make sure, and I weren't sure to this, like I weren't sure whether I still wanted to compete for me. I have to really make sure I separate myself from my business sometimes to make sure that am I actually doing, like, I'll always be in the sport regardless and I love it. But for my own personal goals, like am I competing for me still? I really wanted to like just kind of test the water. And the fact that I kept it secret, I only had maybe five close friends on my Instagram that were like knowing what was going on um it definitely proves to me that like I still do it for me which I'm really really happy yeah I'm very content that I've still I'm still got that love for it myself even though my business is so heavily in it if that makes any sense yeah and I think I think that's a really good thing because you've often said that to me like just make sure if you compete this year like do it for you and I think it's, it is something like important as you get into the industry more and more that you are still doing it for you because obviously it's not going to go successful and it's just going to be a massive head back. Yeah, because if like I find, um, I don't know, I think sometimes if you are constantly, this, this isn't like bad mouthing anyone, I'm just like putting it out there for discussion. Like if you don't know if it's for you, and then social media, the way it is, the way it rolls, it's kind of, it, there is a level of pressure that is embedded into it. And if you're putting it out there, then you kind of feel like there's pressure to uphold yeah. this image or this thing that you're doing. Um, so if you're not sure if it's for you and then you're thinking, oh, like, I can't, like, what are people going to think? That's the first thing you say. Then that is a question of like, okay, you might not be doing this for yourself you might be doing it just because you're still you feel pressured to compete again so that's another reason why I thought that if I don't tell anyone if I don't want to do it I can just back out and I know I'm backing up for myself and if I want to do it I'm doing it for myself but I think sometimes when you overshare you know when some people overshare they get themselves into this like oh crap <laughs> I've kind of got no I've got no out if that makes sense yeah and it's it's massive 
then to feel like if you decide that you're not going to compete this year, then you do you feel like a failure if you're then saying, I'm yeah. not going to compete? Yeah. Whereas if you wouldn't tell anyone in the first place, you wouldn't feel like a failure because you'd just be yeah. like, no, cool. no, I'm not doing it. That's fine. I'm competing this year and now I'm like, maybe not. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I could not recommend it more. I would do it again in a heartbeat. Um, I'll do it. Like, I'm, it's funny. Everyone's like, are you competing this year? I'm like, uh, I'm not. I'll do next year, but I, I'm not telling people what I'm doing again. And like, it's not it's not for any reason other than I know this is the way that I should prep. I should prep secret. That is what works for me 100%. Um, and I feel the pressure. If I start telling people, I do start to feel the pressure. I'll 100% be honest with that. And because people like sit there and they're like, oh, you're going to do really well. You know, you'll do really well again and all this. And you're like, um, and it is, it's pressure. And it's when, as well, I get it from people that don't even know this sport. Like, because I, if I compete this year, I'll do the Arnold's. And I said it and people are like, oh, you'll do really well. And I'm like, do you know that Arnold's like, it's a fucking huge show where there's going to be so many incredible athletes. That's not, it's not going to happen, but people just seem to have that in their head, don't they? I say to people, I'm like, are you Mystic Meg? Have you, have you got a crystal ball underneath that uh, underneath that table? They're like, no. I was like, oh, okay, just continue, continue talking. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And you can tell me that I'm going to win it, then yeah, cool, I'll go and do it. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, I, that's the way I just find, that's the way I work it now. And it's it was so enjoyable last year doing it that way really loved it it really did show me that I can I can it is kind of like a mind thing sometimes because I was acting so I was trying my best to act so relatively normal because no one was clocking it was good because I thought yeah it really I think if I would have told people sooner I might have like started to act a bit different I might have gone oh I'm quite tired or I just there was no excuse or no there was no out for me I was like I've got to keep going and I've got to reply to people and I've got to keep working and showing up for you know the girls that work for me and all that sort of stuff and I said to the girls like what you do really didn't clock it they're like nah did not clock it and I was like yes (laughs) I was so happy I don't know whether though that would give me like major anxiety like trying to keep it a secret um like oh god what if they what if they realize See, I was, I'll be happy, I'd happily admit that my prep was not a priority last year. It was a big part of my life, but would I put it as the top of my priority? It, it wasn't. Um, and I was, I already knew, I went into my prep knowing that and I was happy with that. Um, so I know some people listen to this and be like, oh, that's crazy. But like, that's where my values sit. That's where I'm happy um, because I always have things going on in my life, like personally, where it's like, I can't, my prep cannot be a priority all the time so um yeah I just find it it's just like I feel like the last season I really got into my own groove of being like right this is where it sits in my priorities am I happy with it yes how do I like to do a prep so I don't like mentally feel exhausted or feel the pressure or anything like that okay secret prep that's a method (laughs) um so yeah I feel like I've really like after a bit of trial and error I know the way to do things now um you know, sometimes a meal planned, sometimes a macro, sometimes I did it in between. There's a couple of days that I was like, things were so busy. For example, Fit Expo, right? 
I like guesstimated that whole bloody weekend. Didn't tell Joe because I knew it stressed him out. But I knew myself, I was in full control of what was going on. I thought, right, I'm just going to eat a protein bar. And then I might just grab. I remember we all went, got bloody takeout. And again, no one clocked. I was on prep because sat there for odds. Oh, I thought, nah, I'm not really that hungry. So I literally got a chicken salad. Everyone was there with their chicken and chips. And again, no one clocked. Everyone just thought I weren't hungry. So it's like, do you know what I mean? It was just, that was the way I did it. And I didn't track anything. And funny enough, um, I lost weight that weekend because I was busy and I didn't stress about it and it was fine. But other people, they would absolutely panic over that. Whereas for me, I was just like, yeah, this is, I know this is the way that I need to work it. Because if I do it any other way, it stresses me out and then I don't actually enjoy it. And then Joe was like, like he's like, if you would have told me, I would have, I said, like, I know that's why I didn't tell you, Joe. <laughs> It's quite funny. I think that's like something I want to pick up on what you just said is like saying that prep wasn't your priority. I think that's quite a big thing to admit because I feel like there's a lot of pressure again through social media and stuff of people you need to be 100% in and you don't want it enough and all of this crap. And actually, like everyone has other things in their life. Prep for most people isn't should never be their priority. You know, at the end of the day, like your family and friends should still be a priority as well as just stepping on stage it's quite funny well it's not really funny but it's kind of funny I find it a funny thing my peak weeks the start of every peak week a family member always ends up in hospital and I end up having to like go to the house and sort them out so like my mum fell out the loft the first peak week on the Monday so I can tell you now I was very I I couldn't go into hospital because the COVID stuff but my head instantly went into I'm going with her. I don't eat food. I don't even care. I said, Joe, I don't even care what your peak week protocol is right now. Yeah. Straight out. That was straight out that came out of my brain. <laughs> but that's, again, priorities, that's where it was. I'm like, what matters more? My mum on the bloody floor, I was a fr- coming out of a, flying out of a lot, a lift, sorry, a, sorry, flying out of a loft or my peak week. I can tell you now it's going to be my mum hands down. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the thing is like, I know, there's this like mentality in bodybuilding that you know 100 and that's the, I, I don't I don't disagree with that because I do agree with that yeah um and if that's what you want to do fine but I didn't just want to do a prep last year like I wanted to run a business I wanted to do other things so I wanted to have everything and like one person actually asked me oh do you feel like guilty because obviously like there would have been people that potentially would have done 100% that prep and then you beat them I'm like well not really because the way I see it is by me having this mindset and this mentality it keeps my stress really low yeah it makes it makes me able to manage a lot of stuff which actually helps my prep and helps my physique and also helps my like adherence because you all know when you get stressed out the first thing that happens is cravings 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 because I kept my stress low and my expectations were I know things are going to go a bit bumpy there might be a couple of times I might have to just like wing it you know go into a gym randomly and just do a random session I wasn't like beating myself up going I'm not a good bodybuilder I'm shit I'm not or what's this good I was just like do you know what this is fine because it's better than completely throwing in the towel I think that's what some people have to like really understand it's like your replacement for something your substitution in a stressful situation is better than completely going fuck this because if you're not doing fuck this and you actually are still being a good bodybuilder do you know what i mean yeah, exactly unless you are like a pro bodybuilder and you're doing really well for yourself like it doesn't pay your bills 
it's like it just eats your bank account and your bank account fucking hates bodybuilding (laughs) these things like have to also be in consideration that yeah cool bodybuilding's great and we all enjoy it but at the end of the day bodybuilding is not paying my bills i've still got to go to work every day yeah and work like some people have a relatively low like task a like task amount in their day like they might have a really really stable easy not easy but you know very stable job predictable job yeah um they might have enough money that they can like pay for the luxuries and automate quite a few things then you know so for for some people they're able to do 100% a lot easier than a single mum who you know might be only doing a part-time job like her ability to do 100% is going to be a lot bloody harder than that other person doing being able to do 100% as well I think people forget that like people are always no excuses like Yes, I, I again, I get that, but for me, that just that doesn't work with my mindset. It switches me right off, and I'm like, nah, I can't do it. <laughs> and it, like, like and it, I can't bother to do my cardio because my bed's really warm, and I don't want to go outside because it's cold and get my steps in. Like, that's an excuse. Being stuck at work for three hours because something's happened that, that's not an excuse. That's just life you know exactly that is life that's not an excuse that's life and you need to go and deal with it so I I think okay what was it like competing with FootX and being the other side of the judging panel it was actually weird because the FootX show I did I didn't actually recognize any judges (laughs) because it was like a brand new panel I paddle I recognized like one or two so I was funny because I was expecting this other panel and then they wasn't. It was really strange. Um, but you know what? I I really just like the FitX was funny for me because I, I went on stage knowing I wasn't, I didn't have a good like chance, but I felt the most confident and carefree. Yeah. Like at that point like, ever. So I was like really happy. Um, but yeah, it was, it was good. Like, um, it's weird. I wouldn't say it was for me. It was the stage confidence and knowing that, like, if I can push that, then I'm happy. And that was like my feedback from every single person was like, "You were the best pose and the best stage presence out of everyone in that lineup." So I was like, "Okay, I'm cool. Like, I'm happy." Um, so yeah, it's weird. It, it didn't feel any different in a weird way. Yeah, I don't know why. Ah, I, I think for me, I could clock from people when the judges weren't looking at me. So for me, I'm posing yeah. and like making sure my number was seen and stuff. That was quite helpful because I could actually, when they were looking down, I was, I knew they were like doing like notes or looking like on the other side of the panel or do you know what I mean? So I feel like that's, I was a bit more aware of like when they were actually looking at me and then making sure that like my number was seen and all that sort of stuff. But that was pretty much it. Yeah. I think like judging does definitely help you with things. Like even just that one time I come and shadow judge with you, like I learned so much. It was like insane. Hey, do you remember when we um, quickly went to the beach? Yeah, we went, we went for a little beach trip, didn't we? <laughs> we went for a nice. swim. <laughs> a little swim. Nice little swim in Bournemouth. Definitely go to Bournemouth again. Yeah, I would. That was nice. Um, okay, so what made you go down the diva route? I always wanted to go down the diva route. Like always um which is funny because I like that's what I got into the industry always looking at 
yeah then like the bodybuilding pca um and then ends up coming full circle if that makes sense um so yeah i i've always looked at that, that sort of look i've always liked it i always also i like the sort of look on me with that because i am taller doesn't matter like i'm i have a lot more room to fill so frame to fill so for me when I get really shredded like I personally don't like that look as much on me because I'm so tall it looks a bit like stick like it doesn't matter how much mass I ever put on my life it's always gonna look like that (laughs) because of how tall I am I'm like nearly six foot so I personally like the fitness fashion look because you hold a bit more body fat Um, and I'm not afraid of saying that I hate it when people are like oh fitness fashion like it's it's not as easy it's not sorry it's not as hard or whatever and I'm sit there like I can bring condition if I want to but I just choose not to yeah. Because I like I like the look. I like being I like more body fat on me. But like ways as well. Yeah, okay. You don't have to be as lean, but you your posing has got to be like insane. And then it's yeah. not just like one lot of posing. It's then like you do different rounds as well, don't you? So it's not just like in a bikini, it's also in your ball gown. And it's also did you do like a lingerie or something? They do that as well, don't they? Yeah, theme wear all of this like it's not just one round of posing it's so much more into it it's a long day by the looks of it it was interesting because joe had never um been to a show like purely before and um i think a couple of like other bodybuilding guys that he knew were at that show and they all came away and went jesus there's so much with this like yeah you can't hide behind a physique like if you don't if you don't pose properly if you have an inch of like nerves or like anything that's it like you have to make sure every single little thing is on the point like literally on the point and I think Joe definitely took that away um and realized that and a lot of the bodybuilders that were there again really noticed that and I think kind of gave the fitness fashion a bit more respect the thought oh actually this isn't like a joke this is like this is really competitive yeah it is yeah massively so what was kind of the differences with posing in the like diva slash pure elite stuff and like normal standard bikini posing that you see in like kind of more the bodybuilding shows i would always say to people doesn't matter if you're looking to do fitness and fashion still practice your quarter turns like i i still think having the baseline of your quarter turns and knowing the two, knowing two bros pose, two bros pro style posing, yeah. the quarter standard Hollywood quarter turns and fitness fashion posing, like I still think that's so valuable because you will pick up like it all kind of intertwines and helps you with the style you have to do. The way if I had to make it like as easy as possible, your bottom half doesn't really change that much. It is your arms that move the most. It is your upper body that makes it the diva fitness fashion style that's the way I kind of like see it and I think like facial expressions um you have to really make sure that the stage presence comes through um with everything so I think sometimes in bodybuilding like people either and I've seen it with judging they either pose too much they're posing too quickly or they're not posing they're literally like they're static whereas fitness fashion you have to make sure you're slowly moving between transitions and that's very, very difficult when you're shitting yourself. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think that's probably the main difference is. Okay. Um, so do you do like quarter turns and stuff w- with the posing at like Pure Elite or is it? 
Yeah. So um, everything is a quarter turn, the same quarter turns. The only difference is the international model round, because a lot of people are wearing these crazy like theme wears, um, doing quarter turns is just pointless and it'd be too much hassle. So you basically do like a front and back. Okay. And you kind of, yeah, so you just do a front and back for both rounds. Um, and then the rest of it is still your quarter turn. So. Yeah. Even in your ball gown? Uh, ball gown is front and back. Which one do you prefer? Like bikini posing or like? fitness model we poses diva posing i would i still love them both but with the nfm when i did the bikini um i did the bikini round and i did the diva the same day kind of was like i felt like i was going through the motions of bikini because i feel like i've i know the steps i know like it is for me i go into like kind of like automated mode now i've noticed that Whereas um, what I like with fitness fashion, that you have to really be present. You have to really be yeah. in the moment because if you're not, then it affects your stage presence and it kind of like ruins the whole thing. Um, so I, I would personally say fitness fashion because it feels like a photo shoot every time you're on stage and I, I love that. So Yeah. And I think you're still moving as well with the diva poses, aren't you? Like, yeah, you go with bikini, you go into a pose and you just kind of hold that pose. Like you might move a little bit, but you don't want to be moving like loads. Yeah. Um, but when you do like diva or something that like you're still like moving you might do a little hair flick while you're stood there or move your arm up your body or wherever it might be like it's very moving like all the time you don't really stand still do you yeah I like the I like with the sort of posing that I do with it it's like I have a mixture between standing still mm. and moving like sometimes I literally be standing because you'll be standing still because you know for me when I'm doing diva right and this is like I don't know, bit of an insight I personally think I knew when I was doing the diva for example the NFM the first show I could see everyone was flapping and moving like crazy so I thought what am I gonna do I'm gonna do the complete opposite and stay still and that was clocked straight away so there's kind of like ways that you can kind of play to your advantage with that um, and like my back pose, for example, was like super simple. Everyone else was like flapping, doing crazy stuff. Again, mine was really simple. So there's ways where you can you simplify it. Very different to how the other girls were doing it. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. Nice. I really liked your posing. Thank you. It was really nice. Okay. So what was it like competing with Pure Elite? So I was really apprehensive, right? Because I didn't know really anyone. I knew no one at that show. I knew actually, like, I knew one girl. Um, I knew of her because <laughs> we were both being posed by the same person. Um, but that was literally it. I thought, God, I feel like a first timer again. Like, I'm literally going in. I have no idea who anyone is. So I was really nervous going in, but everyone was so nice. Like, it was so friendly. Like it was actually a lot more friendlier than I thought it was going to be as well. Like even the pros at this time, when I was just doing the amateur like rounds, they could see I was like struggling with like a few little bits and trying to put things on. And they straight were coming over like, Are you okay? Do you want help? Like everyone was so nice. And I do think purely attracts a nicer person <laughs> in a way, because it was people that, you know, they're like young mums or, you know, they're 50. And they just want to go for it, you know, well, the transformation category, like 
it was a very different type of competitor, which I really liked because everyone was not taking themselves seriously. Everyone was just trying to help each other, take photos. And like, I'm not saying it's not like that in other federations, but I really got the sense of that um, because you kind of meet different people that wouldn't typically go for two bros or typically yeah. wouldn't go for a fit ex. Like, I do you know what I mean? They kind of go through different federations is that different federations attract very different people. And it's a yeah. very vibe like backstage and stuff as well yeah the main thing i would say purely though is damn it finishes late okay if you do the pro if you compete as an amateur and turn pro the same day you won't leave that venue until midnight <laughs> it was a very long day so you turned pro and then you compete as a pro on the same day and then won the pro yeah that's what i thought you did but then when you said earlier about the pro league i was like then really confused so I think it's the, the pro league is like you all compete in the same pro um, pro class. Yeah. But then I think the pro league, you kind of win money if you win certain things, if that makes sense. Whereas I wouldn't win money. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Again, I will be asking her though, because I need to like see what's with this pro league stuff. Um, yeah, but yeah, pro, pro <laughs> league was a lot more friendlier than what I thought it was going to be. Um and yeah, it was just a really, really good day. Like really yeah. chill. The backstage stuff was good. Margate is awful for signal though. So if you go in, trust me, you're never gonna like I didn't see Joe the whole day. We were in the same building the whole day. Yeah, because there was literally no signal and I couldn't find him. Um yeah. What was it like? Yeah. Quite nice like choosing all your outfits and your dress and everything. Not black. Oh, do you know what? Black is my thing, right? I just love it. And I knew, I just thought, right, if I'm doing this, I was really on the fence, right, about doing international model because I hadn't, because I decided so last minute, um, I didn't have an outfit, I had nothing. And I know these girls go in, like they wear crazy wings. And I thought, right, okay. So I knew, already had the dress. I already had the dress. So that was like a black, I wore a black dress and I brought a blue dress as well, the same, literally the same style. And I thought, oh, what the hell am I going to do for this theme wear? I thought, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to troll my wardrobe and see what, like, I must have something. I thought, because I didn't really have much inspiration at this point. And you know that stuff, like, you buy from ASOS and you don't actually return it? Yeah. I found a lot of stuff that I didn't return from ASOS. <laughs> it's a random, um, like, piece of sweet. It was like a swim, swimwear with, like, lace and stuff. I probably bought it for, like, £4. But it was, like, black had sequins and I thought oh this is quite cool this could work and then I went and I thought hang on I swear I've got this like Primark lace bralette some somewhere so I was like you know going through my wardrobe and I thought yes I found it so I thought right I've got a baseline here I've got these random bottoms and I've got this Primark bralette this could work this is like lace okay I thought right and, and, and I went on their Instagram and was looking at what the girls were doing I thought right some people go really extravagant there's a couple of simple looks I'm gonna go for simple and then I sit in there, it was Halloween. I thought, hmm, Halloween, what could I get? Surely there's going to be something. I thought, right, black feathers, shoulder. I thought, right, I literally searched that in Etsy and I found this random, um, it was like a really simple, small shoulder feather piece that you would wear, I think, if you're doing like some black angel thing for Halloween. Um, and it has some lace bit. I thought, right, 
great. I messaged Georgia because obviously my um, bikini was like the black and all that sort of the goth sort of theme anyway. So Georgia, have you got any like sequins or like any gems left over from the suit that you made? She's like, yeah. I was like, do you mind sending them to me with some glue? She goes, yeah, why? I was like, I'll, say, I'll tell you in a bit. And I'm literally sitting there like the peak week sticking these gems on this like feather thing. And I thought, this is either going to go one way or the other. This looks so DIY, it's a joke. And I thought, nope, this is fine. I'm going to go for it. I'm just going to go for it. So I'm standing backstage at International Model, right? There's about 25 girls in the amateur class. They've all got these crazy outfits. And I'm just sitting there in my fucking ASOS bottoms, my Primark bar- bralette thinking, oh my God, they must think I'm a joke. They must think I'm taking the piss. And then I- when I seen the pictures, I thought it well good. I didn't realise you'd made it full on wing that mate so I'm asking the girls backstage I'm like oh how much have you spent on your theme where they're like oh about 500 quid a grand 290 like it was the smallest like what about you I was like oh yeah yeah 300 quid yeah 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 I'm like I'm full on lying from my teeth I thought god because I'm just I'm just I feel like I'm so embarrassed so when I've got a third out of 25 I just stood there and thought how the hell have I done this like what on earth has just happened? And I just inside the photos that Matt Marsh got of me going to Joe. Ah, what the hell? Um, but it does show that it's not all about the most expensive thing. Because when I spoke to Charlie Garforth, he's quite cool. He's like, um, he's a coach, but he kind of he coaches bodybuilders, but also like the fitness fashion side. Yeah, yeah. I said, Charlie, what the hell has happened, mate? He's like, your set. He goes, your walk and stage presence, like. 100% like you literally you, you could have put a bin bag on you and you would have like rocked it so it literally does show that it isn't all about the most expensive thing with yeah. the fitness fashion side like it is more about like can you pull off a bin bag and can you do it well maybe I'll do it in a bin bag <sighs> do it bin bag vibes but yeah I I was so happy like I was so like shocked by that whole thing and even like the whole purely winning the amateur then winning the pro um they get these outfits from though i don't know any shops that sell my wings because what's difficult as well is like the lingerie if you try and find lingerie that had like isn't a thong it's very very hard because that's like in their rules they say like you can't wear like really sexualized like underwear so trying to find that sort of underwear it's actually really really hard um so for me I remember just like I actually had a Pinterest board from ages ago when I wanted to do WBFF so I literally just went back to that before I even started looking for things in my wardrobe and I thought oh I've got the, I've lit, I could see black feather I could saw I could, there's like these black crystals it was all this gothic sort of vibe but I didn't even realize it was sitting in my house until I thought hang on I'm looking at this board I swear I've got something like this and then it literally started off from there um so I kind of just like free flowed it and it seemed to do quite well were you the only one that made your own outfit i don't know actually like i think a lot of the girls brought like um like like they went to like a designer or something or if they're wearing wings and they got the wings like custom made them maybe like did the did the rest themselves but i can honestly say i think the bralette cost me a fiver the asos thing cost me a five as well the feather thing was about 40 quid so once you put it all together, it wasn't really that expensive. Yeah. But I think that's quite good fun. Like, I've always loved making my own outfits for things. And, like, that's 
quite a fun thing to be able to do is make your own outfit for it's big small really um for the show honestly i'll help you do one i'll get you an outfit we'll rock it if we just decide i'm doing purely now <laughs> oh, but like, i really enjoyed like it was very therapeutic like putting this the gems like on the yeah. um a piece as well especially when you, yeah you're weak out you've got so much going on I was just sitting here going, oh, this is really relaxing. I don't know how this is going to go this week, but I was, it was just so relaxed. Um, before I've done like um, festival hats and stuff, like covered in sequins and outfits and stuff I've made. And it is cool. like doing sequins is like so therapeutic. And people are like, is that not really boring? My face is just lovely. <laughs> so nice. It's so, so nice. Um, so yeah, I'm, I, I'm so glad I did the Pure Elite show. Um, and the way, you know, to end on a high like that, like I was like, God, I could not, I could not be more grateful and like happier. And I remember looking at the two bros um, that day, cause someone was doing like, a, like an update and stuff. And you know, the girls were like, in my height class were shredded. And I just went, nah, like it just shows I was not, it wasn't meant to be. It really was not meant to be there. And the crowny one. <gasps> Did you, like, get to keep it? you did get to keep it didn't you <laughs> so i'm oh i made a right twat of myself so i'm like on an absolute high and i'm like holding this tiara and i take it off at the end i'm like i'm like who do i give this to they're like looking at me the backstage team are going what i was like i give this back right and then the two guys that own purely are standing behind me i'm like what i give this back don't i and everyone's just going what i'm like and when one guy turned around and goes, well, you obviously haven't won before, have you? I was like, no, this is obviously very obvious that I've not won before. Because I honestly thought people got took the tiaras back. They're like, no, you keep it. I was like, oh, okay, thank you. And I like, got off from my tiara going to the pizza. I was like, yes. Tiaras as well, aren't they? Oh, crazy. It's actually made me think, um, the feeling that I got from that, I definitely want to get tiaras for the Compact Classic. Like, without a doubt, I want every category winner if I can source one to get a tiara or at least like the, I think the overall's got them last time, but like definitely do it. Yeah, you got one, didn't you? Yeah, but it was a bit of a struggle because I've got a massive head. And like, they honestly, Jenny's trying to put it on me and it just was falling off because my head is so big. <laughs> so funny. I remember that compact classic, right? So I, um, I wasn't meant to judge. And I remember a couple of people, a couple of judges that I couldn't make up the day. So Dan was like, can you judge? And I'm sitting there. I remember like, I was still very, like, I didn't, I was testing negative for COVID, but I still felt like I had it. And it was really bad. And I was like, Darren, are you sure? Like, I don't think I'm actually going to be able to concentrate. He's like, no, no, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. Um, so I remember judging that. And I was like, literally had pick a mix. I was like, literally like force feeding pick a mix down and going, come on, Jazz, come on, Jazz. I remember doing the overall and you there. And um, it was the first time at that point, And I literally remember putting my scores down and I went, I want to check this because, you know, you just think I'm like freaking COVID up here. I could just be like, you know, you think, oh, you gravitate towards bikini, like naturally because of me. Uh, and it's the only time I went to Lisa and I went, can you check this? And she's like, that's spot on. Why are you showing me? I'm like, I don't know. I'm really ill. And I just literally <laughs> went back to my table and went, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Um, but like you made me feel so confident on the day because I went on stage I don't know I was a little bit nervous and I because I didn't get nervous until literally about two seconds from about to step on stage you know when you're waiting backstage you're like okay now you go on mm. that's when I feel nervous is when the person before me has walked out and I know I'm next that's when the nerves hit me right 
it don't hit me till then I'm fine until that moment and then I went on stage and I was like looking and I remember just you looked at me and smiled and I was like I'm right now someone smiled at me and I'm fine oh that's I do I got comments like that every show which was really sweet they're like oh you get you made me feel really like like calm I was like oh thanks because I think it is a bit like you know it's it can be a bit daunting when they are just kind of the judges aren't because you know when we say do you remember the judges say oh the competitor looks like they don't want to be there I think it's vice versa sometimes and when you come on stage you're like does this judge actually want to be here because they look miserable yeah absolutely yeah I look miserable so um yeah I always make sure I try and smile the guys they don't I think I no, I try to smile, but then I think, oh, they're probably getting the wrong idea. So I'm like, no, I'm just going to stop. Um, <laughs> I always do the, always with girls. Always smile at the girls. But most, yeah. I think most people are smiling on stage. Apart from that scary man. <laughs> I think sometimes, um, there's been a few times I've had, like, the guys, it's hilarious. They're, like, winking at you. I'm like, hun, your wink is not part of my criteria. So you just need to Like... I've not seen that one. I've not seen them do the wink. Oh, sometimes I do, especially in the pose down. We've marked it, hun, but the pose down, they're just like, actually, I, I like you. Sometimes I actually make my final decisions in the pose down. But anyway, um, but yeah, they're like doing some weird stuff with the pose down. I'm like, this is not, this is not going to change the score. Like, <laughs> it's not going to, like, what are you doing? And what was interesting last year is um, a few times where Joe's clients have been on stage and I've gone, oh, are people going to like, think whatever and I've kind of thought oh do I step back right now and I kind of thought mm, do you know what I won't like because I honestly felt I was like I don't I know I can I know I can it doesn't matter who it is and whenever like Joe's client was um in that class I'd literally go to Lisa like husband's and husband's um client is number to critique it if you need to and she's like don't need to I'm like okay <laughs> so um yeah it, it's I think it's it's from a judge's perspective I think sometimes it's like oh it's the judge like oh the judging was off and I'm like the judging's always off when you don't place well sometimes you know that can judges stuff can be a bit funky but I always think you've just got to have faith that the judges are making the fair decision and they are making the decision based on what they see if that makes sense like you know I like I think what was it um yeah, like the compact classic again. I think, yeah, there was two of Joe's clients in the overall and I was Mark on the overall. Didn't place, you know, I, I placed them as they needed to, um, yeah. but it doesn't change anything. Like it really doesn't change anything. So I think, I don't know where I'm going with this, but I think it's hard sometimes from the Joe's perspective, sorry, from the athlete's perspective to kind of know, oh, is that, is it being like dodgy? Where if there's ever anything dodgy, it gets clocked. Trust me, it gets clocked really, really fast. And the way the judging works, like you know, the highest score and the lowest score goes out straight away. Yeah. So even when I did FitX, people are like, oh, was that political? I'm like, what? I was like, political. How was? How could that be political? I just thought, oh, people are just nuts. Like you just didn't do well, hun. You just looked. I just said to people. I said to this person, I was like, I just looked like shit, hun. It was no politics. I just didn't look great. That's that's just the like end of it. The most worst politics. Like I judged for the federation and I didn't place. Like <laughs> I just thought, oh, whatever. Like I just can't. You can't please everyone, can you? I just thought, oh, it is. That's what people are like. So how did it feel to finally be winning shows after like obviously competed quite a few times before and placed third? Mad, like 
what? Like every time I would just was like, huh? <laughs> you know, when they call like first place and you're sitting there going, do you know what? At, at, at call, it's fine. You're telling yourself it's fine. Like you're telling yourself, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you've not placed. So when you hear your name, you're like, what the hell has happened? Yeah. Um, so yeah, crazy. Mental. Still can't really believe it when I'm looking at the trophies. I'm like, huh, what? Um, but yeah, it was, it was a good feeling. But at the same time, I still think there's so much value in not placing. Yeah. So much value. Um, I think it kind of, it definitely grounds you. Mm. Like definitely grounds you. I just think sometimes you can get into this false sense of like, you place all the time, you place first all the time, it's great. And then when you place lower, you think that's like less when actually it shouldn't be. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm not gonna lie. It was it was mental. It was crazy, and I think the the pure elite stuff was the biggest shocker out of all. If I had to say, it was definitely the pure elite. I was I did not expect it at all. Because when you're doing that, I was like, yeah, she'll do well there. But I just knew you do really well in that one, and then you're like, I can't believe I did. Yeah, like you looked insane. <laughs> I think sometimes you can't like see it though. Um, it was interesting with pure elite because when I looked at the photos I could kind of see I thought okay I can kind of see where why I place like third or I place fifth in like fitness model which is like way more condition way more muscle um and even like the first I thought okay I can kind of like see it but it was still just like really you can't see it on the day like you just can't see it on the day um but what the only thing that was quite sad actually for me was um like this season gone because my mom obviously the first peak week fell down the stairs she couldn't come to any of the shows and I was that's the only thing that made me quite sad every time I placed the first thought was like oh mom's not here like because I know I wish she would have loved to have seen it did she go to all your other shows like the years before yeah every single show like wouldn't miss one wouldn't miss one so it was quite sad when like she wouldn't she wasn't able to come to any of them but hopefully next time yeah, no, my mum's not been to a single show. Really? Yeah, my dad went to what? <laughs> With my stepmom. My stepmom loved it. And my dad just went, I mean, I'm very proud of you, Mole, but it's a bit weird, all those girls in bikinis made me feel a bit uncomfortable. <laughs> Which show was that? Did he go and watch? Uh, PCA Southwest. That was in 2019. I asked him if he wanted to come to like these ones last year, and he was like, I, no, I don't think so. It's not really for me. And then he said that he was the best bodybuilder because none of them had a belly as big as his. I'm not sure that's quite how it works, Dad, judged on the size of your belly, but... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, my, uh, my dad came to watch the NFM one. I'll be honest, like, he won't listen to this. I don't even care. It was, like, really strange because I've always had a difficult relationship with my dad. Like, he's not really ever supported anything I do. Like, brother's yeah. always a golden boy, that sort of stuff, right? So he finally comes to a show. Um, and he comes to the show because my mum's not going. My mum and dad are divorced. My dad cannot be in the same room as my mum. Yeah. So for what, this is the only chance I've got my dad actually coming to something. And like, I remember being on stage and I could see him on his phone. I could see Joe's face like getting really angry. And then my friend literally like whacking my dad's phone out of his hand going, what are you doing? And I just thought, oh, like, so it was really like weird for me because I've always wanted my dad to come to a show. And then even when like you know it is it's a double whammy for me because 
competing is my business as well so I thought this is a massive insight into me personally and also my business which is a big part of my life as well and then yeah he was literally just like on his phone and then he like he like the next category he's like he just walks out and he's on his phone and I just thought it's a Saturday he, and, he's like, and Joe goes said to him or oh, why are you on your phone oh I've got a work call and Joe's like what on a Saturday and I just thought oh bloody dad like it was just really strange like really really strange I thought you know what you've come to watch a show whatever is what it is um but yeah I definitely miss my mum though definitely miss my mum my mum's not been so my, I'm the opposite like I'm a lot closer to my dad than my mum and my mum might come and watch Arnold's if I do it but that's only because both my stepbrothers were like yeah they've got a strong one there haven't they and I was like yeah yeah we might come up they're coming up to watch a strong man my stepdad was then like oh I'd quite like to watch that and I was like well mum are you gonna come and watch them on stage and she was like well, I suppose if everyone else is going <laughs> I don't realise, do they sometimes? Well, is What's worse, they realise and they still say the stuff or they don't realise and they're saying it. Either one, I feel like, still hurts just the same, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, my dad's pretty good. Like, he'll text me and ring me and be like, oh, I'm really proud. But to be fair, the two bros when I did, he couldn't go. Like, no one could go. Yeah, the others, like, he just... It, he just feels uncomfortable and he doesn't really understand it at all. So I'm like, well, you you tried once. That will That will have to do... <laughs> Try it once and then just watch it on a live or something, hun. <laughs> I wouldn't even do that. <laughs> but yeah, my brother's... Did my brother come to one? No, brother's not coming to one either. Um, but no, it's fine. As long as I've got Joe and hope... Usually, if I'm... I just think, if Joe and mum come, I'm happy. That's usually yeah. kind of like my minimum. So it's funny when some people got a full-on life, freaking a whole bus full of people... I'm like, how do you find these people? I'm lucky if I got two. You know what I saw at the Arnold's and I was sat in the crowd and this woman like actually was making me like cry. There's a woman in front of it was clearly this girl's man. And she'd got like, a, you know, them little boards where you like slide the letters in and they light up. And it said like, oh, come on, Lucy or something. And she was like, come on, Lucy, you've got this. And I was like, oh. and she like, as soon as she like stood on stage, this girl, I had no idea who she is. Um, her nan was just stood up and her nan was crying watching her on stage. Goals. It was beautiful to watch. Like, it was so Ultimate lovely. Goals. But, Mate, can we all do nans like that? Can we just hire them? Like, hire a nan for the day? Can we do that? Yeah, my nan was pretty good. When I came back from NFM, I went to hers and I took a picture of all their likes because obviously you win so much stuff with them. And um, she was like, oh, can I hold the pro card? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, she's like, you need to bring it all in from the car in case someone steals it. And I was like, what? Someone oh, might steal it. I was like, what, some plastic trophies and some protein powder? <laughs> Can you imagine? No, someone's broken into my car to steal that. I was like, well, I don't think they will. They might. And she's like, what is all this? Is it all vitamins? I was like, all vitamins, yeah. Yeah, basically, basically, yeah. <laughs> Bless her. Oh, I gave one of my because I had, like, so many. And she was like, thank you so much, very lovely of you. <laughs> yeah, they are cute nans, aren't they? Um, cool. So would you encourage girls to do more than one show or federation? I think I already know the answer to this one. Depends. Do you, like for me, I, I when I did my first show, I could only, I, I was like really done by just the one. I think because the way like the prep hat had been and everything like that, I was like one show. That's all I need. Like I don't didn't really want to do another one. Um, whereas 
I know a lot of first-timers do like back-to-backs and stuff, I guess, because their preps are probably a little bit easier to handle and manage. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think for first-timers, especially like if you, if you only want to, well, not if it's first-timers, I like, like if you just want to do one show for the season and just do one show, like it really just depends on your schedule. Like some people's lives can be really, really hectic or they might just have a, would have had a horrendous prep and they go, do you know what? If I do another one, I'm thinking I'm just going to break a kidney at this point. So um generally i would say yes like obviously go for as many shows don't be a dick with it though like come on look after your health you don't have to do every single show on the planet and i think it's it's sometimes knowing when to stop like it's listening to your body and going okay this is where i need to stop now um but yeah times of federations like especially if you haven't um if you haven't done particularly well in a show in terms of a placing then yeah like that is your sign to go nope we need to switch up we need to go somewhere different um every single show is like setup's different the lighting's different the stage is different so it's all like stage experience that's the way I see it like and that's the main reason why I did FitX even though I kind of woke up and thought I really don't want to do the show I just thought it's going to be stage experience and it's going to be more photos and it's just going to be another experience that I can kind of add to my bow. So yeah. unless like, if you definitely want to go pro, you know, for example, IFBB, then yeah, stay with two bros, but there's nothing stopping you then, you know, you can still do other federations, but then still want to do well in IFBB because you might pick up certain things at those other federations that then help you with your IFBB journey, for example. So yeah. Like I had to on like, a few weeks ago and she obviously wants to turn pro but she went and competed with PCA and loved it and just had that little extra experience exactly more more stage experience is 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 golden is exactly what you want and if you've got a show if you've got for example like um a federation that they haven't got that many shows then what if you want to you know what if you qualify beginning of the year and then you, the finals aren't until October you might just want to do a warm up somewhere else, and that's absolutely fine. Um, I think sometimes people get worried that the you know, going somewhere else is going to affect their placing. Like I can only speak from the FitX judges' experience; it doesn't affect anything. It doesn't change anything. A lot of times, people don't actually like I you know, wouldn't have clocked where some people have been the week before until the you know until after the show, and it doesn't change anything. So, so yeah, yeah, that's cool. As the queen of Compaq, would you just tell us? Sorry, I can't help myself. <laughs> you know, I put that on your Christmas bag. I don't know if you saw it. What? Yeah, it came with like these like stickers and they were like letters and you could write a word of it. So I wrote Compaq Queen Jazz on it. <laughs> I don't think you ever saw it. I don't think I saw that, no. Oh, so I love what you've got today. Oh, thank you. Nice. Um, but yeah, as the Queen of Compact, can you just tell us a little bit about it, how it can help someone looking to compete as it's more than just heels and jewellery? Oh, thanks, babes. Yeah, so for me, it's a big, I feel so passionate about what I do because if I can help someone, whether it's choosing the right shoes, it's going to make you feel confident because we all know if you're not in the right shoes, you're not going to feel great you're not going to present the best and it was all up of a like, it's a kind of evolving door so from the shoe aspect like i feel so passionately passionately about educating people on the heels like you've got to think as competing as like competing 
it's such a massive like it demands a lot of knowledge and you really need to become like seeking that knowledge as much as you can and that's what I try and do with the business like it's not just products it's not just shoes and jewelry it's not just tan it's like I stock everything that you need for a comp but what it's like I was interested I did like a um like a brand document a few months ago and it's like what compact does is sell shoes jewelry pre-stage so that's your exfoliator everything like that backstage tanning mugs everything but what compact really does is support people so whether you know i have the girls in the dms literally a few days ago voice noting girls because they're having issues that off season and they just want someone to talk to that's gonna get it and isn't gonna judge them and it's gonna support them like we are there for the whole thing like people post show they're literally like speaking to lucy katie holly me like for, for, for months and like that's what we do like it's more than just prep but it is also prep like there's a lot of resources so I'm hoping that it's getting to the point that people won't be making the same mistakes that we did back in the day and also people won't be spending the crazy money I've wasted so much money buying the wrong shoes buying things that I didn't really need to whereas we've done all of that work for you so you sh- is because all the knowledge is there, the support is there, the advice is there. Really, it's kind of foolproof. Like you shouldn't really be spending, hopefully, wasting money because there's nothing worse, especially as a competitor, than wasting money. Because this is this yeah. is an expensive sport, like as you know. So oh, massively, and there's the sort of stuff on there as well. Like with the heels, like if I just looked at heels when I competed, I would have gone for the lip because they've got diamonds everywhere on them. Um, because obviously, Her Majesty's a new one, isn't it? Which has got diamonds everywhere on them. But mm. I would have gone for that. But as for now, Molly has man feet, and the lip, <laughs> there's no chance I'd have got my foot into that. So, like, having that information is so invaluable because imagine if I bought that shoe, firstly, I might not have even got my foot in there. Secondly, if I did, it would have been so uncomfortable and so painful that there's no way I'd have been able to walk in it properly. And like, just having that bit of knowledge on there of like, this is what you need for this type of foot shape you know is is so much and the differences between like the cocktail and the majesty to posing it's it's so good so yeah having all of that is thanks babe i remember so clearly um 2019 i came out of a really bad post show um and i was in the gym and i was like i do not want to try i knew i I was like hmm I kept, when I had a bit extra money, I would like buy a random pair of shoes because I thought I know, I know the flares inside out, but I don't really know the other styles as well. So I thought, right, I really need to become like the expert in this. So I was testing and trialing like every, like a new shoe every single week. And I can honestly tell you, I'd go in there and go, oh my God, I do not want to pose right now. You know, when like you're not feeling good within yourself at all, yeah. you don't want people to watch you. And I just sat there and thought, nope, I need to do this. I need to do this. So this is again why I practice all stars of posing. Like even this year, I'm going to be booking in with like random people for like toned figure posing, wellness posing, just so I could understand like the weight distribution, how it affects like with heels and all that sort of stuff. But I remember like testing and trialing every single pair of heels and thinking, why do these feel so different? I just I kind of because the supplier hadn't said anything, so I you know at this point no one was no one kind of knew anything 
it was still I was like testing them all. I thought these all feel really, really weird. And I remember like flipping a lip round and flipping a gala round. And the gala obviously is like a proper square wide base. And the lip is like really, really tight. I thought, hang on a second. I was like, this is why everyone has all these issues. And this is why people are spending crazy money on like four or five pairs of shoes. And again, from like, you know, from like a waste point of view and like an environmental point of view, that isn't good to be like buying five pairs of heels that are just going to be sitting in your closet. Like that's not good for the environment. That's not good for your space at home. Like, <laughs> so um, yeah, it was literally testing, trying all of them that I started to realize that. And it's crazy how those little things that I did that I literally didn't think anything of, of really, they're like, they're like the key things that everyone looks at now. Yeah. Um, and make the decisions on which is which is cool but it's kind of mad to think if I have a girl like a posing client come to me I'm like okay have you got your heels yet which ones have you got because I know that the different heels they'll post slightly different in and if they haven't got them yet I'm like okay cool you wide foot narrow foot like what federations are we doing and stuff like if I did two bros again I'd wear cocktail if I did NFM UK again I'd wear majesty just because of that different in the platform of how you need to push up in that side post for NFM UK, which you don't need to in two bros, but I find the cocktail easier to walk in. So it's it's just finding what works best for you and the sort of federations and stuff you're going through, isn't it? So interesting. It is obviously so interesting. Um, but yeah, this is the cool thing with bodybuilding is that you always learn, don't you? Like even when the glories and majesties came in, I thought, oh geez, okay let's give these a spin let's give a crack um because yeah cot- when I first got into compact um the flares uh, the flares were like the one that everyone was buying and then it went to the cocktail um and now it's gone like majesty sort of like way but then obviously majesty's out of stock because the supply is out of stock so everyone's had to come back to the cocktail so it's really interesting how it like it all changes and also the trends between like European countries where the posing rule regulations are a lot tighter still they're still kind of like the traditional no platform that sort of thing which you know which UK used to be like so a few years ago I was when I first started I remember ordering gala loads of gala loads of caress like hardly anyone was buying the lip or the cocktail or any of these like fancy or elegant style you know, elegant four eights whereas now in Europe it's like a mixture depending um but most of the if I'm if someone's buying a non-platform heel from me, so non-platform, yeah, non-platform heel, um, they are most likely going to be from Europe now. It's mad, isn't it? So interesting, so so interesting. Um, whereas the French seem to love a cocktail five or one this year. That's what I'm noticing. They love a cocktail. So I could go forever. Cocktails. I didn't know if you do strapless though. I think I'd fall out. So the strapless is interesting. Like if you look at the Majesty and the Glory strapless, they are like, they're the way their plastic bit, the front bit works, it's actually a lot thicker and bigger. So if you could pair it, um, it kind of rides a lot higher up on your foot. Whereas the Cocktail 501 is a really, really small one. So say for example, I had no heels on show day and I got thrown some cocktails, I would walk out the door. I'd be like, cocktail 501s, nah, no chance. Whereas you give the Majesty 501 or the Glory 501 where the plastic comes up higher, I go, oh, okay, I could I could probably get away with that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that's quite an interesting like development they've done, which is good because it provides more security. It provides way more security because your foot's a bit more like to the actual heel itself, which is good. 
Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'll try it one day. Maybe. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> I think I'm right with my straps but some people do prefer it without one of my posing clients she was like I'm gonna get some without straps I was like are you sure sounds very scary and she loves it she's like oh, I'd never got straps again yeah like some people like they just they 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 naturally can wear strapless they always have always will and like that's great I personally have never you would never ever see me really wear a strapless now um I've never been able to walk in them so why would I um, I think sometimes people feel there was like a little thing that was going around a few years ago and I think it's still lingering a little bit but people think um, yeah, I remember oh I've got to wear strapless and it's like why like it, it like doesn't pros wear strapless and you like can't wear a strap if you're a pro or something it's like it's like, <laughs> it's, it's like Chinese whispers isn't it and then some people think oh you know it, it affects the look I'm like no hun what affects the look is you wearing strapless when you can't wear strapless and then you can't pose properly. Like the only time for me, so as a judge, I have to like switch off from jewelry and heels, which is quite funny. Um, Cause obviously you're looking at physique and that's the way the criteria is for FitX. So the only time I really clock the shoe is when they're stumbling. I'm thinking, oh, what they're wearing is strapless. And I'm thinking you are wearing strapless when it's like, it's actually drawing attention to you, but in the wrong way. Yeah. If that makes sense, because they think this, the judges want strapless. I'm like, no, they really don't. And they actually are, you know, you have to learn to switch off from it straight away. Yeah. So one of the questions I did get as well was about AB crystals and shoes. So if you had like AB crystals on your bikini, you obviously, we got the jewelry with AB crystals on, but then what would you do kind of shoe wise from there? I find this question so hard with jewelry. Because it really, I hate saying that it depends because everyone's like, oh, she's staying the standard. <laughs> but honestly, jewelry, it really just depends on that person, on the thickness, the connector. It, it's so like you literally tweaking it like constantly. Some people, I, I seen like AB is kind of getting like a lot more talk is going on about AB. Um, whereas I'm not seeing a lot of popularity with AB yet. Like it's still a little bit there. Um, but you can mix and match it. Like a lot of people for so many years have well have worn a silver connector with a little bit of AB crystal on their bikini with obviously like other colors. And then they've worn silver jewelry and then they've worn like silver diamante, but then their shoes have been AB. So they've mixed AB and silver throughout their whole look and it looks perfect. Whereas some people can do all AB with everything and it looks great some people it, their skin tone it just doesn't really work as well um sorry what was the question again I feel like I've gone on the tangent if you're wearing like ab crystals like in your bikini and your jewelry would you what shoes would you wear with that how long is this string now you could do so it depends on like this what sort of look you want to bring so when I I've always wanted to wear diamante on stage right this is really funny and then I was I remember I took every single show I took the playing with me playing majesty the SDT majesty and the diamante majesty I went for STD SDT every time I didn't even I thought no nah, I don't really want to wear diamante it just doesn't look right it's too yeah. much so for me that's the way I kind of played it um so yeah if everyone's say you've got like a b and everything because the color is slightly different like it can come off sometimes a bit too much to, again depending on the look so you might want to tone it if you've got all this crystal all this bling going on gone going on up top you might not want to be adding a b to your shoes as well because it might just be too much 
So you might just want to go straight to the plane. Um, but one thing I want to try and do if I can, like when people are coming, like say for example, I'm going to a show or going to events or seminars is like, you know, trying, I've been doing it all the time, but really getting a bit more in depth with it. So for example, Phoebe Hagen, um, before her Arnold's, if you watch her YouTube, one of them I'm in, I'm not gonna lie, YouTube is not my thing. I felt so, I was really strange, like very strange. Um, but anyway, so we're doing we're doing her um jewelry selection and we're literally changing the jewelry selection depending on the color of the bikini. This is the level we've we're going to, right? Um, and she's got a mixture of so she has her cocktail 501 DMs at that point. She had A B. I think she was like a mixture, but you you couldn't really, unless you're really staring at it from afar, you wouldn't have really noticed like the crystal selection that she's gone for. Um, mm -hmm. But I remember like she wore a silver, I think with silver connectors. And she really, before we met up, she goes, bring all your AB, I want your AB. And I thought, I'm going to bring the silver diamante as a backup. It's a good thing I did because she bought, she bought, she, she put them on. And she went, actually, I don't actually like the AB on this. I was like, I'll be honest, I agree with you. So we, you know, she won, She went in going, I want AB, started putting a look together. Even though she's got AB shoes on, she went, mm, no. And I said, yeah, I agree with that. I don't think, I don't think AB is the right thing to add to this look. So for me, when we were looking at the color selection, purple, it was the purple, like sort of um, bikini she wore, it could take a lot thicker pieces of jewelry. So, you know, the, the earrings, some of them are like really thick. So there's not really any holes or any break, like any gaps in between. So it's yeah. probably, probably a solid earring. That's what I kind of call it. When you've got like, for, for Phoebe, when we're trying it on, because her purple bikini was like proper solid as well. That worked really well. Whereas you put her on a blue bikini, it was too much. The same jewelry selection from the purple, we put it to the blue. So to Phoebe, I was like, that's too, that's way too much. I said, we need to turn it down. And I remember saying to her, I was like, you need to go for pieces of jewelry that are going to break and create little holes because then it kind of breaks up the crystal. So it's not overloading. So I feel like with blue in particular, you do have to be a bit careful. Um, again, just from my own ex personal experience, like blues kind of they they're quite a soft color usually like a teal or a turquoise so if you're like overloading it with jewelry it's not really the usually the best way to go down it whereas a purple or a pink like a fuchsia they can they're really bold color so you can go either way you can like really go striking with those jewelry selections you can kind of tone it down as well what i really want to try and do with every athlete this year is you know peak week or a few days out or whatever they've got their bikini is we're literally we're dialing in that look to a T with the earrings. Sorry, I could talk all day, but I found it so I found it so and every single year I just learn more. As well, like if you wear like I wore my hair straight because apparently it doesn't hold curls anymore. Um, but then if you contrast that to like Phoebe, who's just got like masses of curly hair, the earrings are going to be very different that you use as well. Kind of like the style. Yeah. Like I always take the example of Helen as well. Like um, she's got really thick hair, yeah, super thick, super curly. So she can really get away with like those real big statement pieces, and it doesn't like it doesn't drown her out. Like it's really really good. Whereas I'm trying to think of an example. Who would I not put it in? I'm literally trying to scroll. Like Alison, for example, Alison Testu. She yeah. she's a pro, right? 
everyone thinks you have to go blingy. No, she's simple as hell. She's sleek. She's really like super like dainty pieces, but her connector's thin as well. It looks fucking spot on. I'm just like, oh, it's like, it's perfect. So it really, again, it really does depend. Um, I see a couple of things about like, oh, does like face shape change it? I think it's hard to say because, you know, your face shape eight weeks out is going to look very, very different to your shape. You do your face shape two weeks out then a day out, then you've got the makeup on. Like you, your face shape can change a lot with makeup as well. Ray Ray does the makeup. I look like a crackhead, so. All the feels like. Yeah, I'm looking forward to doing a bit more of that with the athletes, like really making sure it's like super, super tailored. And by doing that to the Phoebe, Jenny was doing the Arnold's that weekend. And I was like, Jenny, there's these earrings. I want I want you to try them. I know you've not gone for them, but I really want you to try them. I think it's going to go really well with your, with your blue bikini. And then she wore them. And she's like, oh my God, they look great. I was like, yes. <laughs> in Israel, didn't she? Yeah, she's a good egg. She's a good egg. Um, but yeah, I feel like I could talk forever on shoes and jewelry. I'm just going to shut up. <laughs> well, if anyone needs any more information, they can always head over to the Compact website, can't they? And there's... All of the information on there. Pretty much. We try. We try. I, I keep saying it's funny. Lucy's joined the team back in oh, no, September. Yeah. And the first thing I said to her, I was like, your first job. I was like, you've got to tell me what we're missing on this website. She goes, what? I was like, I want you to nitpick. I said, I want you to find a blog that I have not done yet. <laughs> really struggling. I was like, you've, I said, there's going to be something I can't. You just think sometimes you can't see it in your own business because it's been so many years. I was like, Lucy, you've got to find something. You've got to find something. Yeah, you need that, um, like, other person. Yeah. It's so good when you've got a team, like, I've brought Mana to, like, coach with me, and, like, oh, do you know what? Just having someone to bounce those ideas off is, like, the best thing, isn't it? So good. So good. I think I'd go, like, loony if I didn't have the girls just to bounce ideas off. Because yeah. sometimes my decision isn't the right, isn't the best decision, like, you know, if I go in, and I've learned this, I don't go in saying my what I think. I'm like, what do you think to this? And then who, like, I literally go, my majority wins. And sometimes my decision isn't the best one. I'm like, well, it's a good thing I haven't said anything. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's good though. It's good I've got that team now. It definitely helps. Oh, that's so good. Um, there is so much more we could talk about, I'm sure. I know. Um, my podcast with you could potentially be five hours long. And <laughs> I don't know if anyone needs to listen to five hours. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's weird. I said to you, I didn't I haven't actually done like a recap about my own competing stuff on my own podcast, but you know, you feel like, oh, it's kind of like it's over. It's been done. Like it was four months ago. So kind of, I'm just going to. No, but I guess it's been quite nice like, to come in here and talk about it. And like, I wanted you on to talk about things. I just want lots of different people to come on and talk about different journeys that they've been on and different opinions on stuff. And yeah, so it's been cool. It's been cool. It's been cool having Tony on as well. Darren, I think, come on as well. He got upset that he hadn't been asked yet. And I was like, well, you were on my list. <laughs> Darren, what's it like? I know. He's like, oh, so Jazz is before me, is she? I was like, yes, she is. <laughs> Obviously, duh. <laughs> But um, no, I can't really think of anything to be honest. It's just do you sit here sometimes thinking, how on earth have I got into this industry? Like, just funny. But Considering the girl, put him. Right, you're doing something right, I think. Thanks, mate. 
<laughs> got a lot of exciting stuff happening. I've got a really exciting meeting next week, which I'm really hoping goes well. Really hoping goes well. Because it will just be like, oh, it will just be like the next level that no one's done in the industry. And I'm like, I know it will be so good for everyone. It will be so good for this service if I can get it. What you said earlier is we don't hope it happens. I know, but you know, it's harder because it's like, it's it's one of those where they have like it's got to be mutual like they it's not a case of like I go to them and they say yes like it's, we've both got to say yes it's got to work yeah. for both people if that makes sense that's why it's kind of like yeah but no, it should be good so your final question on the podcast oh is what is the one thing that you would like anyone listening to take away from today's podcast you don't have to be this like really weird anal 100% all or nothing no days off bodybuilder to do well yeah and be happy yes like please don't go into that I've been down that path where you feel like you have to be that person and you, you can if you want to and that's what resonates with you that's what aligns with your values but if it doesn't don't feel like you're less of a bodybuilder because your girl over here is not like that and I repel that because like, it just doesn't personally work for me. And I enter bodybuilding for very different reasons. Um, so yeah, you don't have to be one of those if you don't want to be. And if you feel like you don't fit in, don't worry about it because I feel like an outsider all the time, but I just crack on and I just pick up people on the way and we all have fun and we just have a crack and laugh. So yeah, I think <laughs> it's a very good thing to take away. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Bam. Cool. So thank you everyone for listening. Thank you for Jazz for joining me on my podcast this evening. And it's been lovely to have you on and chat to you and catch up and go through your year last year. And I hope you've enjoyed it. Thanks, babes. This has been so good. You're perfect host. Thank you so much. I aspire to be like you one day. Oh, <laughs> well, my, my crappy beanie. My hair's not been washed in five days. That vibe, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't have a beanie. Next time I see you, I'm going to have a beanie. <laughs> beanie hype. Love it. Yeah, this no. <laughs> but no, thank you, Jake. All right. Thank you. And bye-bye, everyone.